But really what I feel like I was going for and what most of us are going for, we just want to feel good. We want to feel happy and good where we are. And we somehow have been sold this, this idea that if we're in, we'll feel good. Hi friends, welcome to this episode of Today I Am Enough. I'm your host, Kara Murray. Together we will bravely discover truth and joy through sharing our stories. As we do that, we will begin to see and know that not only are our stories enough, but so are we. Hello everyone and welcome to the Today I Am Enough podcast. I am so excited to have Chanel Nielsen. She is the host of the podcast, Moms Who Know. Thanks for being here today, Chanel. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am a mom of five. I live in Southern California where I've lived most of my life. And um, I'm married to my best friend. He's um, His name is James. We've been married for about 16 and a half years. And what else? I teach yoga and I podcast, like you said. So that's me. I'm excited. We connected just through a Facebook podcast community that we were both a part of. And she has some great stories, and I'm so excited that she's going to share one with us today. So I'm just going to let her jump into Okay, her story. we'll get right started. Well, um, so going back, I'll start when I was young. I always just really struggled with how I looked. I, um, I went through puberty maybe a little on the early side, and I don't know if it was necessarily early or just the way that I went through puberty. I just got really chubby, and... Um, the other girls didn't look like that, and it was really a struggle for me because I felt so different, and I felt so self-conscious all the time. So that was when I was young, like 11, 12, 13. And then as I got older, um, you know, in high school, it was kind of a normal thing for girls to be worried about, oh, I look so terrible, I'm so fat, let's go on a diet. But for me, it started to get to a really extreme yeah. level. And um, and I really just always felt not enough. I just felt like I, I was fat and that was a defining characteristic. And if you look at pictures of me, I was actually never obese. I go through chubby stages here and there. But um, in my mind, I was so big and I would go into a room and just be you know, to the point where I would look around and think, oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm the fat girl in the room and I'm so fat. And I, it was all I could think about trying on clothes. Um, and it got to the point where it was definitely obsessive, obsessive all the time. And so I started dieting, um, at a young age and I would, I had this friend and she was a ballet dancer, actually really, she's totally this beautiful ballet dancer and she wasn't fat at all. Um, but she wanted to be thinner. And so we would kind of egg each other on. And she was one of my best friends through high school. And so we would <laughs> go to the gym together and work out for hours. We would have contests who could eat the least. I remember distinctly like, okay, the only thing that you can eat on this diet we're going to do is cucumbers. And whoever gives in first loses, you know. So we would eat cucumbers for a week, two weeks, and that was it. That was the only thing we could eat. And then, of course, the traditional diets, I mean, cabbage soup diet and um, whatever other diets we could find. And yeah. we weren't going from a nutrition standpoint. We were going from, you know, the magazines 
and things. What can we find to be thinner? So that's really kind of how it all started. Um, then as I got older, I yeah. learned some more things about nutrition along the way, but I just really still had this internal, you know, conversation always going on that I was not in enough, that I was too fat. Um, and so I never like to say that I had an eating disorder because I, I was never like diagnosed, um, with an official eating disorder, but pretty much all the symptoms of an eating disorder I had, I, um, I would go for a long time without eating. I would do, um, you know, other behaviors that are along those lines. And I would, and mentally I was there. I had it. But if you looked at me, you would never have known that I had an eating disorder. I think that's a struggle with a lot of people is we don't think we have an eating disorder, but in reality, we probably have to some, maybe to some small degree, something along those lines, whether we're overeating all the time or looking at various things that we Right. That's so true. And I think that's why in recent years, I don't know how long ago it is, but they've come out with a, another eating disorder. We know anorexia and bulimia, but there's orthorexia. And orthorexia is like an unhealthy obsession with food and diet and all those things. So that wasn't even around that I know of when I was younger and going through all this, but definitely no doubt I had orthorexia because it was my life. You know, it was this total obsession. And I look at it and I grew up in a loving family, like a wonderful family. And there's no reason for me to have that. Sometimes people can trace back. like, Oh, yeah, you know, I had an eating disorder because I had this sexual abuse or dysfunctional childhood or something like that. I had it good. It was just it started from comparing and from that external focus and that really kind of messed me up in my mind and in my thinking. So, yeah. So, okay. So that's how it started. Um, I met my husband when I was 19 and he kind of knew I was going through this and he loved me and, and helped me to kind of get over a little bit of it mentally and kind of get a little bit better with some of my behaviors. Um, so that was a good thing. Then I got married a few years later, uh, We got married, we had kids and I was doing much better. I, I learned a little more about nutrition and I learned that basically diets and not eating, you know, that really messes you up. Like if you want to be thin, that's the worst thing you can do, really, is to do these terrible diets because you start to yo-yo, you lose weight, but then you gain weight and you gain more fat and you lose muscle and all these kind of things. Also in that time, I became um, a fitness instructor. So I would teach um, a lot of, I did a lot of cardio back then. I taught a lot of cardio classes and that helped and hurt because it helped because I was exercising and taking care of my body. But it was bad on the other hand because now I'm up in front of people and I already have so much internal pressure to look good. Now I'm up in front of people and I feel like, oh my gosh, they're looking at me. And if I don't have a certain type of body, then, you know, how can I, how can I be this teacher? They're going to be judging me. Exactly. Which, you know, hopefully that's not even the case, but yeah, that was definitely how I felt. Um, so this went on for a long time. And like I said, it was probably the worst during early college years, but even after having kids, I would, I, 
I wouldn't diet as much, but there was definitely a mentality of not feeling good enough, not feeling good in my skin, worrying I was fat. And there were just, I mean, I remember so many nights just talking to my husband after the kids were in bed, like, I feel so fat and I, I hate the way I look. And he would say, I think you look great. You know, who cares? What's, what does it matter? You know, he likes the way I look. No one else cares. Why am I so worried about it? And I don't know, like I could never answer that question, but it's still just really, um, really bothered me and lots of praying. I really tried to turn to God in this and to say, okay, you know, take this away. And there were lots of things that I would hear in church or other times that helped. Um, but for me, um, it was a process. So I guess I can go into kind of the process that I, I went through to get over it. So the first thing that I did, okay, I learned how to eat. I let myself be okay with eating. And that was really a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I read a lot. I studied a lot and learned a lot. And one guy that I learned from, his name is Matt Stone. Um, he has a blog called 180 degree health and he is pretty extreme and, um, says a lot of interesting things, but what he is, he's a health researcher and he okay. researched all the stuff about health. And he basically came up with the conclusion, eat the food is one of the things he says all the time, eat the food. You just need to eat. Your body needs fuel. You need to eat. Mm-hmm. And so many of these struggles that we have come from not eating enough. And that was like, blew my mind. Like, what? That's not what you're reading in the magazine. You're reading, if you eat less, here's how to eat less. Have a smaller plate. You know, stop eating at 5 p.m. It's like, eat only 1,200 calories too, which is not, not the case, especially if you're working out properly and eating healthy food. You're going to be eating a lot of food. To get enough exactly. So exactly. Needs. As I've studied this, we are totally told the wrong thing. And so we're told to eat, yeah, 1,200 calories. Mm-hmm. That is, it's not even enough to fuel you if you're laying low. in bed all day. You know, you probably need, people need more yeah. calories than that on a day that they're, you know, at home in bed. If you're on bed rest, you need more. Um, and then, then, then we're told to go out and work out and be active all day and do all these things. Well, it's no wonder that you feel terrible because you're not, you don't have enough to fuel your brain, you know, and you need the fuel to be happy and healthy and all these things. Also, if you don't have enough fuel, your body hangs onto it. And so basically we are starving ourselves um, and so we're teaching our bodies to hold on to, to more fat. And so as I realized that I'm like, okay, so he, t- he has a lot of, um, people on his website that would say like, okay, I started this. I was so worried about gaining weight and I started it and I gained a little weight and then I spontaneously lost weight from nothing more than eating more food. And I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> Eat more food. I love it. But it was a hard thing to, um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this period of time where I gain weight and can I handle that? And so I decided to give it a try. And so I just started eating more food and I did that. And that was really um, good for me in a lot of ways. And I gained probably 
15 or 20 pounds in that time of my life. And I did not spontaneously lose it. I I got to where I was wearing like a bigger size of jeans, but this is the amazing thing that happened. I got okay with that. And if you had told me before I started that that would be the end result, I would have probably been scared like, what? I don't want to be in a bigger size and feel okay with that. I want to be in a smaller size, you know? But really what I feel like I was going for and what most of us are going for, we just want to feel good. We want to feel happy and good where we are. And we somehow have been sold this this idea that if we're thin, we'll feel good. If we're thin, we'll be happy and have everything that we need, you know, and, and life will be wonderful when really it's the other way around. When we feel good on the inside, we can feel glad about how we look, even if we're a size bigger. That's okay. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of um, what I learned and where I was at. So I was um, bigger and I was doing much, much better mentally. But the real shift for me came, so I was doing a lot better, but I wouldn't say I was 100%. Um, I went to camp. Um, There's a young women's camp that our church has. And I went to camp with these girls and it is a week in the, in the mountains and it's, oh, it's awesome. I just love it. And, um, oh, it's so fun. And we're with all the, it's the 12 to 18 year old girl. And I was there as a leader and these girls are so cute. And, um, I was just really feeling so happy and everything at camp. And one leader, she was actually the director of, of the whole camp. She is a bigger lady. Um, and she said at this one time, she said, God, she said to the girls, girls, God put you in the body that you're in for a reason. And it struck me so hard. I thought if she's, you know, she is, she has a little weight to lose and she can still know that God gave her her body for a reason. Then why can't I being, you know, a a size bigger than I want to be? Why can't I recognize the same is true? And I started to realize from that experience that what I needed to change was to be grateful for my body and starting that day and pretty much every day since and that's been about three years ago now when I pray every morning and every night I thank God for my body I'm so thankful for this body and as I've started to be thankful I can't be upset about my body anymore I can't be sad that my body isn't yeah. just what I want it to be when I realize that it's a gift from God and he chose me just for me I love that so much and it's amazing mentally what can happen to us when we repeat things to ourselves over and over again just those affirmations and whether it's in prayer or you're saying them out loud to yourself or whatever, it's amazing the change that we can create in ourselves and acceptance that we can give ourselves when we just encourage ourselves. Yeah, and that's so true. And I mean, for so long, it was the opposite. I was telling myself for a long time, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat every day. If you hear that every day, Mm -hmm. how can you just be happy with where you are? So, yeah. yeah, so that was the yeah. mental change. And I, that to me is the hugest change of all. Um, then, so I have four kids in, in six years. And then we have a seven-year gap between baby number four and baby number five. And when I got pregnant um, unexpectedly with baby number five, I was really worried <laughs> I was going to gain weight. And I'm 
I was 38 when I had him and I thought, okay, you know, I'm getting up there and it's going to be a lot harder to lose weight and I'm going to have to go through this and I've been doing so well. So I was worried about that whole transition. Um, But I actually had the kind of spontaneous weight loss thing happen that I referenced earlier. I started, I really healthy when I was pregnant, but not any kind of diet. I definitely ate to my hunger level. Um, I follow the SANE protocol, which is from Jonathan Baylor, and I eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of proteins, a lot of whole real foods. I mean, the way that we're taught to eat, right? Real foods. And um, within a few months after having my fifth baby, I was back in my jeans that I had been wearing before I had him, which like I said, were maybe a size bigger. And then within four months, I was in a smaller size jeans and now I'm nine months in and my my normal smallest size, like the smallest yeah. size for Chanel that I normally well are, <laughs> wear are like falling off. That's awesome. So I don't know where I'll end up. I know, it's wonderful. But you know what's the best thing about it is I love that. I, I wouldn't mind being skinny. Like awesome if that happens. But the coolest thing about it is it doesn't define me anymore. If yeah. I never wear a smaller size jeans, that's okay. I'm happy. Like I, I have discovered that that's not what life is about. And it's sad to me, the mental time that I wasted not knowing that. I love that. That's incredible. I love that you just said that it doesn't define you anymore because that is a huge hurdle that I think all of us need to reach for. Like that should be our goal is to not let the way we look define us, but being accepted accepting yeah. of ourselves so many of us do that it is huge. huge we just I think mm-hmm. that there's this like I was saying earlier there's this idea that if we look good then we'll feel good and so we go after the outside looking good instead of the other way around and it's yeah. never you'll never be thin enough you'll never be beautiful enough to feel good if you go about it that way it doesn't work that way Yeah. Well, and I feel like there's a temporary, like if you do lose a lot of weight and then you get all that praise people noticing and then when it's normal, exactly, exactly. You have to be okay with yourself and the way that you're living and eating in order to keep going. Yeah. And if you, if your self-esteem, I guess, is dependent on other people saying, oh, you look so good. You lost weight. You know, you're so skinny now, whatever. Then the day that Mm -hmm. comes when people are just used to how you look and no one's saying anything anymore, then there goes, there goes your self-esteem. Even if you look exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's yeah. a mental game. It all goes back to that yes. mental mentality of being accepting and loving of yourself. I love that. So you have at least one daughter. How many daughters do you have? I have only one daughter okay. and four sons. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of boys. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> so how have you tried to help your daughter not get into that same cycle that you have or how when you were a young women's leader how did you help those girls that were that age yeah so it's really interesting um I always think about that because in fact I was just having a conversation with my daughter about that because she is built like my husband my husband is six foot ten he's very tall and he's very thin and um 
and she's built like her dad. She's tall and really thin. She wears a size double zero at Hollister. So she's not dealing with the issues wow. that I was dealing with at her age. <laughs> um, in fact, yeah. she is... She was just saying she has some health issues, and I was talking about maybe we need to do this special diet for her digestion. And she said, Mom, if I told people I was on a diet, they would say, you're anorexic. You can't do that, you know? And I thought, that is so true. That is exactly what they would say. People always say, oh, you're so skinny. You need to eat more. Well, I've seen, she'll look up things. You know, how do I gain weight online? I'll see that she's done this search. And, um... So yeah. really, it's it's been very interesting and a learning experience for me because um, sometimes she will worry about how she looks, even though it's the total opposite end of the spectrum, there's still a yeah. worry there. And so what I have tried to teach her is healthy eating principles. This is how we eat. And then coming back to that lesson that I learned this is the way you're supposed to have. Like, you look great. You don't need to worry about gaining yeah. weight. If I have a child later, you know, who's bigger, you don't need to worry about losing weight. You worry about taking care of your body that God gave you and don't worry about how it looks. Yeah. Do what you can to take yeah. care of it and be healthy. Exactly. Do your best. Because what happens, I think, when we focus on how we look over how, over our health, then what, what we can do is we can mess up our health in the process, and usually healthy looks the best anyway. So yeah. if we focus on our yeah. health, we'll get all those other things right. So we do. I mean, my kids try to eat healthy. They Well, I try to help my kids eat healthy. They sometimes <laughs> don't try. Uh, they would prefer that I wasn't quite so into health. But I just have healthy options available. And we try to have a healthy yeah. mentality and a healthy conversation around food, body image, all those things. And one other thing I try to do with her mm-hmm. is, I mean, she's super pretty. And of course I'm prejudiced, but she's just, people tell her all the time, you know, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. And I try to... I say it sometimes, I think it's important here, but I try not to focus on that and to focus on who she is as a person and not just what she looks like. Yeah. yeah. I think that's huge too, especially with teenage girls or just kids in general as they're growing up. Make sure they know that they have other yes. things about them rather than just their looks. It's big. So what would you say to women that are just in that place that maybe have had kids or haven't had kids and they just, they're trying, but it's just hard. Yeah. So I would say a few things. Um, I have this saying on my wall and it says gratitude turns what we have into enough. And if you can find something to be grateful for, then that will just change everything. So what I used to do back when I was in the worst of it, I have never been a huge fan of my legs. I don't really like my legs too much. Even now they're all right. Um, but I would focus on my thighs. Oh my gosh, my (laughs) thighs are so big, you know, where now I'm so grateful for my body. I'm grateful that I have a small waist. I do. I have a small waist. I own that. Like that is what I think about of my body more than thinking about the bad stuff. So being grateful <laughs> is huge and recognizing the good things instead of focusing on yeah. the bad things. Um, 
I, another saying, I hope I can say this right. I just heard this from a friend. She said, um, the grass is greener on the side where we water it. I love that. And that goes along with this. Isn't that cute? I just love that. And it, it's true because if we water those thoughts that are good thoughts, that's going to become the thing that stands out. We have to put our focus, uh, you know, we'll be happier. Our focus on the good things will make us grateful for our body. So that is one thing I would say to women is find what you like about your body and let that be your focus. Be grateful for that. And maybe it's not the way your body looks. Maybe it's the way your body functions. I'm grateful because I can move. I'm grateful because I was able to bear children. I'm grateful because, you know, I can breastfeed or any of those things and maybe none of those apply but some things there's something that you can, you can find, be grateful for you can find those good things about yourself yes we all have them we all have things to be grateful for for our bodies um and then the other thing i would say to women is to focus on health over looks and to just make sure that you are being good to your body and if it comes from a place of love um I love my body, so I take care of my body, is a much better paradigm than I hate my body and I am going to beat it up in the gym every day until I yeah. look the, it looks the way I want it to look. And so instead, we, we need to come from that place of self-love and caring for our bodies, and, and then it all kind of comes together. I love that. That's perfect. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you sharing your insights that you've learned through your journey and through your story. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun to be here.